Today's scripture reading comes to us from the third chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 14 through 21. And just as Moses lifted up the the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment that the light has come into the world, And people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me and for me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, it's been a really hard week for me. Nothing bad happened, but there was a confluence of a lot of big things that came together this week. It was the conclusion of one of the toughest quarters I've had since I started seminary nearly three years ago. That also meant that I had major final papers due for two very difficult classes, a lot of self-induced stress, and not very much sleep. Adding to my stress levels were the pressures of the Lenten season. Furry children who couldn't understand why mom didn't have time to play. And the inevitable case of senioritis. Yet if I had to single one thing out that made the week so hard, I would have to narrow it down to daylight savings time. The time change we endured last Sunday has kind of been the straw that broke the camel's back for me this week. It's not that I dislike it. In fact, I usually enjoy the extra hour of daylight in the evening. But this year, I'm having a hard time adjusting. Since I came to El Paso, I have somehow started regulating a lot of my schedule by the sunlight. Up when the sun comes through my bedroom window, eating a couple hours after the sun goes down, and then going to bed a couple hours after that. This week, I've had to get used to an alarm clock again, but the biggest issue has been dinner. My body still thinks that a couple hours after sunset is eating t- is the time to eat, but the only problem is. Now, a couple hours after sunset, it's 9 o'clock or later. 
And by the time I look up from my computer screen, realize I'm hungry, it's really too late to eat. This time change thing has thrown off my whole schedule. And as a result, I've firmly jumped onto the bandwagon of foregoing the time change altogether. After all, there's really no longer much reason behind this time change that was instituted to save candles in the evening hours and later to cut down on energy use by reducing the number of after-work hours that electricity was used for lighting homes. It all seems kind of silly these days when electricity use is driven much more by heating and cooling than it is by the number of light bulbs that are in use. It's fascinating for a science nerd like me that light or light can have such a profound impact on the human body. Yet there is a light in this world that is much more important to our well-being than the sun could ever be. This light is the very one that God sent into the world where there is otherwise spiritual darkness. And we cannot ignore him any more than we can ignore the sunshine. Like it or not, the light of Jesus Christ is shining in this world. And like it or not, his light is here to stay. None of us has any say-so in the matter. God didn't ask anyone's permission before he sent Jesus into the world that he loves in order to assure its salvation. And Jesus didn't seek consent from you or from me before he allowed himself to be sacrificed on the cross as payment for our sins. The divine presence in our world is not our decision to make. The only decision we have now is how we react to it. The scripture lesson today is a story of light, but it is much more than that. It's also a story of darkness, a story of salvation and condemnation, judgment and grace, and good and evil. Yet we rarely get beyond the words of the most recognized and beloved Bible verse in the world. The words that say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. If we read the rest of the story, though, we see that this is not so much a statement about God's love as it is a threat for those unwilling to accept it. Yes, God loves the world and all of us who inhabit it. He loves it so much that he sent his son out of heaven to come to earth as a man fully human and fully divine and as a light shining in the darkness of our humanity. How we we react to this sunlight, this S-O-N light, determines our fate. If we choose to believe in the light of the Messiahship of Jesus, we will receive grace. But if we choose to stay in the disbelief of darkness, we will be judged and condemned. 
It sounds pretty cut and dried, but there is a catch. The light of the world will illuminate all evil. Did you hear me? It will illuminate all evil. It will expose the criminals and con artists for who they are and what they have done. However, it will also expose all those parts of us, the experiences, the history, our weaknesses and our sins, those things that we have not resolved and would prefer to keep hidden. We all have things that we are hiding. They may be out of sight, but the very fact that we are hiding them means we are also hanging on to them, hoarding them. And it means we have not turned over the worst parts of ourselves to the one being who has promised us that everything given to him would be removed from us and forgotten. Or as the psalmist says, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Brothers and sisters, when we are hoarding our past and our present, we are doing it because we haven't trusted Jesus enough to let it go. When we don't trust him to keep his promises, it can only be because we don't fully believe. Belief must begin with trust. We must trust Jesus enough that we can put our lives in the hands of the Savior who has promised to love us and to be there for us, even in the deepest, darkest, and most painful places of our lives. John's Gospel tells us that all who believe in Jesus, the light in our darkness, will be saved. But it also says those who do not believe are condemned already. Friends, herein lies our decision. Are you going to choose the darkness, cling to those things that we are hiding, and be placed under the judgment and condemnation of God? Or are you going to choose to believe in Jesus, stand in the light as it shines in our world, and accept the freely offered gift of grace from our Heavenly Father. If you choose to do the latter, it's time to pull out all those things that we have been keeping in the dark and expose them to His sunlight. For it is this light, the light of the one we call Savior and Messiah, that brings healing and forgiveness. It is this light that brings life out of death. And it is this light that ensures our salvation. John tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. But he also said, Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. God does not derive pleasure from judgment placed on his beloved children. His intent in sending Jesus to earth 
was to redeem his people and reclaim his world, not to shroud it in tragedy and hatred and death. It is humanity's choice to remain in the darkness. And when we choose that, we must endure the crises that overcome us when we refuse to come out. But when we choose to come out of the darkness, when we choose to trust in Jesus' promise to us and completely believe in him, the empty spaces in our souls are filled and the shadows of death are lifted from our lives. Like it or not, Jesus' light is here to stay. It cannot be manipulated like the hands of a clock controlling how we respond to the sunlight. It is constant and unchanging. Jesus is waiting for you and for me to reach out and accept the gifts of forgiveness and grace that are found there in his brilliance. Friends, my prayer for each of us today is that we all bring our hidden places into this eternal light where the shadows that fall across our souls can be burned away by the light of the one and only Son, the one who God gave up for our salvation. For it is then, when we step out of the darkness, that we can finally find the place where we can grow with God, grow with others, and grow in service to the world. Amen and amen.